today on Italian Radio Show. As we come into spring training, we got to talk about Italians and baseball. Some of the greatest players in history. Coming right up on Italian Radio Show. Folks, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show down here on KMET Palm Springs, 1490 AM, 98.1 FM, and the beautiful, beautiful Palm Springs, California area, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. My name is Tony Lestella. I'm your host, and I have the lovely Marzia Caputo here from Vincenza, Italy, as my co-host. I know we, we need like an applause line or something like that to put in there, you know. Like the, I'm gonna work you know? for next time. I'll be prepared. All right, you're gonna be prepared. There you go. That, that, that'll be a first. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we are. You, you're, if you're listening to us down in the Southern California area, of course, you hear us live every Monday at four o'clock Pacific time. Uh, we broadcast pretty much from San Diego through Orange County up even, I guess, as far as Las Vegas to get our signal. Um, and that's, of course, on KMET. Or you can be hearing us on some of our affiliate stations around the country. We have many wonderful affiliate stations. Um, and if all else fails, we have people who listen to us online on the Internet. Yes, you can stream the show live every Monday by going to our website at WCIR.biz. Just remember West Coast Italian Radio. WCIR.biz. There's a link there at the top of the page. You click that link. It takes you to our show page with KMET ABC. And, uh, there you can either stream the show live as we do it, or as soon as we're done with the show, it goes into our archives. So it's available on our podcast. All week long. In fact, it's available there forever with all of our other wonderful shows in the last seven years. Marcy, I think we have about 700 shows up there. We had a lot of shows. Unbelievable. With some great guests. So you can share with your friends, your family, listen to this week's show, listen to a past broadcast. We have great listeners all across the country, all around the world who listen to us every week online. So now we're going to get right into it today. This is an exciting show because today's theme is about Italians and baseball, okay? I mean, we've had some of the greatest baseball players in history who have been Italian-Americans over the last hundred years. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We have a special guest. It's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get into our topic, Marzia, the first thing we have to do every week is we do our news stories. These are Italian and Italian-American news stories. And frankly, folks, as you've heard us say in the past, when you're talking about Italian news, quite frequently the facts are stranger than the fiction. So let's start right in here with one of those type of strange stories. And this came out, this was this month, Marzia, on February 10th, so this is only a few days old. The body of a 70-year-old 
Italian woman was found sitting in a chair two years after her death. Oh, boy. I don't know what you guys do in Italy, especially up no- in northern Italy, because this is like in Lake Como. I mean, what, you guys he, don't have any, like, he, like funeral homes or whatever, but I don't know. She was alone. She was alone. All right, all right. Well, it was in Lake Como. Uh, mm-hmm. So Lake Como, like, now that's uh, up, like, kind of, I know you're, you, you're from Vincenza. Up it's, there, yes. it's up north yeah. there, okay? Her decomposed body was discovered uh, by the Como Fire Brigade, uh, Brigade this month. I guess a tree had fallen down in her garden as a result of mm-hmm. vegetation. Uh, and um, when they went to knock at her door, they found her sitting there in her chair. She had been sitting there apparently with the coroner figure for two years. They don't know what killed her, um, but um, unfortunately, it doesn't sound like she had any relatives that uh, she, I, I don't know, she had no family, so oh, you know, no one had really missed her, unfortunately, but they're doing a nice thing. The, the local mayor there, uh, he, you know, is, they're putting on a nice funeral for her, inviting the whole city, because, you know, as they say, you know, that's, they feel that it's their duty to take care of everybody in their communities. What about the neighbor there? You know, you're next door. You don't see this lady coming out. Don't you think to knock the door and say, hey, everything's fine? That's well, what I'm wondering about is the smell. Stop. What I'm wondering about is the smell. I mean, dead bodies, you know, after they're sitting there for a few days, they start to smell bad. And I mean, you're walking by this the, the neighborhood. I mean, it's like, wow, man, something really smells bad at, 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 at Mrs. Um, Shuto's house over here, you know. No, I don't know. But anyway, she had a really pissed death, I have to be honest. Someone yeah, down yeah, yeah. there to really pissed how it happened. It just All right, well, let's change gears here. Let's do a little okay. bit more of a positive story, okay? Next you want to live the dream, Marcia? I tell you how you can live your dream. Oh you got villages down in Calabria that will pay you $33,000 to move there, okay? Um, so if you've ever dreamt of having a beautiful home in, in you know, the, the warm southern uh, farming areas, uh, the rural areas down of Italy, now is your chance to do it. They'll give you basically 33000 bucks for you to come down and relocate into one of these beautiful little villages down there. I guess a lot of these villages um, are really starting to um, go out of existence. Right. Some of them barely have 2,000 inhabitants anymore. The reason being is the young people don't want to live out in the country. They don't want to live in the farming or the rural areas. They all want to move to the city. They're all moving to Rome. They're moving to Napoli. They're moving to Milano. And so all these you know, little towns out there in Italy are basically dying on the vine. So they're offering people, if you want to move in, um, you know, they're going to basically pay you uh, thirty three thousand bucks to move there. It sounds like they might make even a lot, huh? Thirty three thousand. Thirty three thousand. Plus, it says in a lot of places they may also, in addition to that, give you a a home, uh, or at least give you a home where it's only going to cost you maybe under ten thousand dollars to buy a home or to rent something I, very very inexpensively. So you have to live there for three years. You have to live it for three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, additionally, if you start a business there, then give, give, give me your money to do that. So, you know, now this sounds like a pretty good deal, especially, I guess, if you're like, let's say you're a retired person, 50, 60, but you're still in pretty good health. You maybe want to do a little thing like some arts and crafts or something so you'd 
move there, you get paid, you get your house practically next to nothing, you have a little business. What do you think? I recommend people that, like you say, art, artists that like to paint because their view is unbelievable, breathtaking. So right, right. that's the best place. We're going to read, write a book, go there. But if you're a light person or you like to move, do things, a little bit tricky in that because I went to a small town. And the small town, you can't even go in with a car. You have to park outside the wall, park your car, and you got to walk. If you're yeah, grocery, yeah. it's no fun. But also, I know that some of these places need a lot of restoration work. Right. Uh, now, although some of them, you know, they say are in good shape and they're just ready to move in. Some of them are even furnished. So you got to be careful with that. It's just to the uncomfortable or leaving, like an alimentary to go to the store and come back. That could be a little bit uh, hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so now let's change gears yet one more time. This is, we're kind of going to end on a high note. We ended with some lady who was dead for two years. Now we're ending here with a little humor. Here are 11 unusual laws in Italy that even Italians don't follow, Okay. All right, are you ready for this? Okay. The first law is there is a crime against fashion. Okay, because boys, as we know, Italy is very fashion uh, conscious, and they want to uh, make sure that everybody dresses properly. So if you're wearing the right type of thing, or, or I'm sorry, if you're wearing the wrong type of thing out of public, uh, you could be arrested. Like for instance, uh, and this I think they're going to have some problem with this, especially now you have this whole transgender, uh, you know, people coming out. Um, they're saying a man who wears a skirt in public could be arrested. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't know this applies like if you're a Roman centurion because they used to wear a lot of skirts, so, you know. Um, but anyway, so that's a law. Of course, a lot of these laws, they do not uh, enforce anymore. Another law is that a man, and we'll clean this up for the sake of our listeners, a man is, it's illegal for a man to touch their uh, genital area in public, which is, you know, a lot of Italians do this because it's like uh, the thing they do for good luck and this and that, but it's now considered a criminal offense, Um, but a lot of men still do it, so I guess they don't, you know, because you do it for good luck. I never understood that. All those that are more Catholic law, okay, because it's all like a respect. Yeah, yeah. That's no it. making sandcastles at the beach. That's weird. Do that. That's but weird. we all okay. do it. We all do it. But yeah, goldfish are banned. Why would you ban goldfish? I, I, I you know, I'm, I mean, that's like that's an odd thing. No noisy footwear. All right. Well, you know, I guess that way we can't wear your 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 big uh, fancy heels when you go out to click when you're going dance stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, even dead people need health care. So. Apparently, um, it's something like you, you have to, if you intend to drive with a corpse, on, uh, like, you know, I don't know if you're like an ambulance guy or uh, undertaker, you have to have health care for the corpse. Um, that, that's really weird. Okay? I don't know that. I well, again, a lot of this stuff is not a force. Uh, you uh, cannot save a spot at the beach with a towel. Okay. Um, that's kind of weird again. You're supposed to smile if you're in Milan. If you don't smile to someone in passing in the street, then apparently you can be fined. Okay. Oh. Uh, if you have three people sitting on a park bench, uh, in certain places in Italy after 11 o'clock at night, you're breaking the law. That's very weird. And there are certain towns in Italy, uh, small town in Campania where it's against the law to die. Oh, 
like so that. I guess Absolutely. that doesn't apply to the woman we talked about at the beginning of the show. It was that two years, or maybe she didn't want to come out. Who knows? Yeah. There you go, folks. That's your Italian news for the day. We'll be right back after this quick message from our sponsors with a lot more Italian radio show. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Authentic pizza from Napoli, right here in the Northwest? With multiple occasions of Puget Sound, Puna Bella provides real Neapolitan pizza. Plus, the grab-and-go products at QFC, Costco, and Fred Meyer. Take and bake pizzas, grab and go salads, pastas, sauces, tiramisu. I hear you could even add them to your Smith Brothers Farms order. Tutta bella, the real deal for authentic Napolitan pizza and Italian food. Go to the website today to learn more at tutabella.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers! 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. All right, folks, before we get into the rest of our show here, we have a special message. This is a public service announcement for the Italian Club of Seattle. Apparently, uh, it says the Seattle Archdiocese is uh, planning on closing down Our Lady of Mount Virgin, which is the a long-time historical Catholic, uh, Italian Catholic church there in the uh, Seattle community. So it's to show support um, to try to keep the church open. The Italian club is asking all the Italians and other people in the community to join them on Saturday, the 26th of February at 1 o'clock for a meeting there. I guess the, the archbishop is showing up. They're going to have a meeting there to... Um, tell them they, they want to keep their church open. They're going to, of course, serve all kinds of great Italian food that gets people to turn out, I guess. So make sure you check that out at Our Lady of Mount, uh, Lady of Mount Virgin on February 26th, and that is in Seattle, Washington. 
All right, Marcia. So now it's time for us to do our food segment, which I know is a, a very favorite of many people because we're Italians. We love to eat. We love right. to drink. Uh, we always like, love to have a good time when it comes to cuisine. Uh, and this great segment is brought to you by our sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka out of Austin, Texas. Tito's does so many wonderful things for charities around the country. Next time you have a special event, folks, make sure Tito's is a part of it. Since we're talking today, Marcia, about mm. you know, Italians in baseball, which we're going to get more in our subject here uh, throughout the show, I thought it would be fun to talk about the type of, of food. If you go to a, like a, a, a sporting event in Italy, what type of food do you get there? I know we've, we here in America, you know, they got hot dogs, they got popcorn, they got beer, they got the big soft pretzels and stuff, you know, nachos. That's all in the American stuff. But what about in Italy? Uh, okay. Yeah, we have everything. everything well, and, it's, it, and, and while they do have some of those, what we call your, you know, traditional stadium food there, of course, they have a lot uh, more elaborate food in Italy, being it is the country of great food here. So let's talk a little bit. They have everything, it looks like, from little pizzas to uh, Neapolitan or Sicilian street food. I'm not quite sure what that means. I tell you, the one thing is nice when we talk about fast food for us, the first yeah. time we grow up, our fast food was like when I get out the club or we want something to eat, there's nothing open. We have the, like here, the truck with the food, right? Well, that's, the, yeah, yeah, that's right. But what do you see when you go on the truck? You can see hanging the ham, prosciutto, the copper. You can see all hanging everything, the cheese fresh hanging there. So you ask exactly what you want. They take off the ham. They slide in the moment. They put it right in the bread. They toast it with cheese. We mash it on them. Well, that's what they're saying. They're saying that you should, when you go to the stadiums in Italy, you should actually get your food from the food trucks mm-hmm. that are, you know, outside the stadiums versus getting them from inside the stadiums. And like they say, they have all these great selections. They have pizzas also. They can, they can give you a whole like a grilled, uh, onion and sausage sandwich, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, they, it says that in Italy, if you get beer in the state, uh, beer is like, uh, five euros. So, you know, a little yeah. over five dollars for beer. I guess it'd be like seven bucks. So it's a little less expensive there. They do say that in certain stadiums, you can drink outside the stadium, but you can't drink in the stadium. But they must have places where you can drink in the stadium. I can't imagine you can't get beer or wine actually in well, the stadium. Well, they don't want to bring inside glass because you never know the fans. You know, the yeah, problem, yeah, yeah. The problem with that, they can get mad and start throwing things. So they can use it to hurt each other. So the banner of those, you cannot bring glass inside over the stadium. So by when you go before you go inside, like here, they have a little, all the truck drive, a, they have a little table, you can sit down, you can do your thing, eat and then go. Too, because Italian, they're not used to, to stand up and eating and doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we like to be clean hands when uh, we are watching a game or something. So well, in fact, us- when it tells you the things you should avoid eating mm. in the stadium in Italy, you should not try to eat hot dogs chips, popcorn, soda there, because that's not what the Italians do. I mean, they import that stuff from America, so it's not going to be like it is here. Uh, So when you're, you know, when you're in, in, as they say, when you're in Rome, do like the Romans. When you go to a stadium in Italy for a game, make sure that you have the real true Italian stadium food, which sounds just absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so now kind of on the same topics as we're talking about, you know, the stadium uh, and state stadium food. Now let's talk about um, you, words that people need to know. You know, I know there's baseball now that has come to Italy. And, of course, you might be an Italian watching the World Series. So there's certain very important baseball phrases and words you need to know uh, in Italian if you are going to be, you know, watching baseball in Italy. And this segment, by the way, of our Italian phrases is brought to you by our great sponsor, Tutta Bella Pizzeria, one of the best pizzeria places in the Northwest. I got to tell you, if you want real, authentic Neapolitan pizza, you got to go to Tutta Bella. They have multiple locations throughout the Puget Sound area, and you can find their products in many of the great grocery stores up there. Thank you, Tutta Bella, for sponsoring this part of our show. Let's talk about baseball world words you need to know if you're going to be watching the World Series from Italy. Oh, wait. So first of all, baseball, that's, that's the same, right? Baseball. Yeah, baseball. Yeah. That's not translated because that's kind of an American word they just adopted. So now, how would you say, I guess, how would you say winner, first of all? Like, who's Vincitori. the winner? Vincitori. Huh? Vincitori. Vincitori. Okay. They're not the same, but loser. <laughs> Perdenti. Perdenti. Okay. So there you go. And so what, what do you call your team, your baseball team? Squadra. 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 All right. Then you have, of course, the, uh, the stuff that you use in the game. You got your, your baseball. So what's the ball called? Uh, la palla. La palla. That's your ball. You got the bat that you hit the ball with. So what's the bat called? Matza. 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 Now, I don't know. Do they have like a special term uh, for like the baseball glove, you know, the glove you catch the ball in? I don't know if there's a term for that or not. Hold uh, on. Let me think about that. Um, it's not the catcher, the ricevitore. That's what you're talking about? The glove? Well, that's the, the catcher. Well, that, that's the person who, who catches like behind the batter. Oh, the glove. Okay. Guanto. Yeah. What do you say? Guanto. Guanto, okay. And then the batter is the person who is up, 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 up at bat. What's the batter called? Uh, the batter. Let me think that. I'm not sure. Let me find it. So you send it to me, mister? Okay. Batitore. Batitore. Oh, yes. Batitore? Right. Batitore. Yes. Okay. Batitore. Hey, I don't play baseball. I have to look all those I know, I know, I know. And then how they call it. <laughs> all right. So then the pitcher, the pitcher is... Lanciatore. Lanciatore. The guy out in the field who's going to catch the ball when it's hit is? They catch the ball. Uh, the esterno. <laughs> esterno, the fielder, yes. The guy who, who's out there. Okay. And of course, the bases are called what? Uh, Home. Uh, base. Base. Base is the, so you base is the same. Base is base. Okay. So now if you, uh, you know, again, if you are, are, are getting a strike there, I'm assuming strike, from what I can tell her, strike is the same thing, right? Strike yeah. is strike. There's a lot of words that I'm sure they keep it even English. And yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. That's an English name, the, uh, English game, that that's what I'm sure they kept a lot, those words. And last but not least, mm. the most important word of all in baseball Uh-oh. is a home run. Okay. So if you get a home run... How do you say that in Italian? Fuori campo. Fuori campo. Well, that's always a lot of fun watching a baseball game. Thank you much, Caputo, for the baseball Italian terms for us.
All right, so now we're going to move into our Artist of the Week. And uh, I bring it back kind of a favorite. I know this one especially is a favorite of our founder, David Madrid. Uh, he loves Lou Monty. And uh, rather than just do a Lou Monty mix, Lou Monty, of course, is a great, great Italian-American singer who had many, many hits here uh, back in the 40s and 50s and 60s, um, came out of Manhattan. But one of his most famous hits of all time, Marzia, was the song Lazy Mary, uh, which you would probably know in Italy as Che La Luna, Che La Luna Mezzamare, okay? And he okay. does kind of a uh, version of it that's in Calabrese, and he also uh, that does it in English. It's kind of he puts the two together, a lot of fun. Why we're going to do this in today's show <laughs> is Lazy Mary is still to this day routinely played during the seventh inning stretch at the New York Mets games. It was played both at Shea Stadium, now at City Field, and it comes right after Take Me Out to the Ball Game. So, in the tradition of Italians in baseball, here you go, Lazy Mary, as you would hear today if you went to a Mets game during the seventh inning stretch by Lou Monty. Second stanza. Cenna luna, mezzo mare, mamma mia, mamma di da. Veria mia, tu da dare, mamma mia, pensaccia tu. Se te veglia lo volo, zia, isso vai, isso vena, siamo scuffetta, mara tena. And now for you nice ladies and gentlemen out there who don't understand the Italian language, I'd like to do two choruses in British. Lazy Mary, you better get up, she answered back, I am not evil. Lazy Mary, you better get up. We need the sheets for the table. Lazy Mary, you smoke in bed. There's only one man you should marry. My advice to you would be is to pay attention to me. You'd better marry a fireman. He'll come and go, go and come. Zembala boom bamana dana.
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Authentic pizza from Napoli, right here in the Northwest? With multiple occasions in Puget Sound, Puna Bella provides real Neapolitan pizza. Plus, the grab-and-go products at QFC, Costco, and Fred Meyer. Take and bake pizzas, grab and go salads, pastas, sauces, tiramisu. I hear you could even add them to your Smith Brothers Farms order. Tutta bella, the real deal for authentic Napolitan pizza and Italian food. Go to the website today to learn more at tutabella.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com why not use your mentality? Step up, wake up to reality. But each time I do, just the thought of you makes me stop. Hello, folks, and welcome back to West Coast Italian Radio. Down here in Palm Springs with KMET, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Tony Lestella, with Marcia Caputo, my co-host from Vincenza. Now, Marcia, I got to tell you, you know, we've been talking here all day about baseball, which I know you you know absolutely nothing about because you didn't grow up there. You grew up in Italy, and unfortunately, there's a lot of good things out of Italy, but the fact that, you know, that they don't... You know, do baseball just shows no. you nobody's perfect, right? Yes, no, no, we, we, we are perfect. We started. I ah, know a lot I of see. friends of the group. They're doing really good. They love baseball. They get in there. We got it. A little bit all right, all right, right. Well, we have a guy with us today out of Chicago, a great, great guest, William Bike, Bill Bike. Uh, Bill uh, is a he, – he wrote a book, uh, and the title of the book is called The Forgotten 1970 Chicago Cubs – Go and glow. And, you know, we think a lot about when you think about the Chicago Cubs, you remember the 1969 team. But as he says uh, in his press release, the 1970 Cubs are in many ways much more fascinating. Bill, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here with the Italian radio show. Well, thank you, Tony. It's great to be here. So now you grew up, I know, in Chicago, and you've been there your whole life. Uh, you're not Italian, okay. but again, you know, uh, that's okay. Nobody's perfect again. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not Italian, but the uh, the old Italian neighborhood in Chicago, uh, the Taylor Street area, I've uh, worked on Taylor Street for about 40 years. I'm the associate editor of the neighborhood newspaper there. It's called Gazette Chicago, started on Taylor Street and uh, expanded into about nine other neighborhoods. I also worked for the uh, University of Illinois at Chicago uh, 
there in the old Italian neighborhood too. So I might not be Italian. So you know all the good Italian joints we come to visit you to take us out to get a good dinner, right? I do. I do. Taylor Street and the 24th and Oakley area. Those are, those got the best Italian restaurants in the city. So now you are, I'm, I'm assuming to this day, you are still a huge baseball fan, right? Oh, absolutely. And this is why you, the book that you wrote actually, I know was on the entire, um, 1970 Chicago Cubs. We're going to talk about some of the specific Italian guys there. But first of all, just give us an idea. Why did you, uh, to begin with, you know, choose that year that to write, you know, write a book about 1970 Cubs? Well, Tony, that's, that's a great question. You know, every, as you mentioned, everybody knows about the 1969 Cubs. They, uh, were in first place for 155 days, but then the, the Mets beat them out. It's a, a tragedy that a lot of, uh, Chicagoans my uh, age have never gotten over, but I <laughs> right, actually, right. I actually found the 1970 Cubs uh, a little more interesting because, uh, they got some different players. Uh, you know, they still had the great nucleus, Ron Sano, the Hall of Famer, Billy Williams, Hall of Famer, Fergie Jenkins, Hall of Famer, Ernie Banks, Hall of Famer. Then the, during the 70s season, they acquired some good players. They got Milt Pappas as a starting pitcher. They got Joe Pepitone, who could play center field and first base. And so they actually had a better team in 70. And one thing that nobody remembers, they actually came closer to finishing first in 70 than they did in 69, because in 70, they were in contention until the last weekend of the season before wow. they finally got eliminated. They only finished five games out. And so it's a, it's a great season, but it's a forgotten season. It's also the year that Ernie Banks hit his 500 home run too. So, so I got to ask you where you got the title from it. So I got the first part of the title I get the forgotten 1970 <laughs> Chicago clubs, but then you say go and glow. So where did you get that from? Every year, Ernie Banks came up with a different slogan for the season. So like in 68, he said the Cubs will be greater in 68 or in 69, he said the Cubs will shine in 69. And so his uh, slogan for 70, the was the Cubs will go and glow in seven Oh and, and they did pretty well that year. Well, I know Chicago has always had great sports, especially great baseball. And so now let's get into a little bit of, uh, you know, the, the actual, some of the players that were Italian. I know, you know, when, when, when we talk about baseball players quite often, um, people get caught up with a lot of the players, you know, that played, uh, over the years in the New York teams, you know, uh, Yogi Berra, Joe DiMaggio, a lot of those ones. Um, and they forget how many great Italian, uh, Italian American players played, you know, for just across the board in baseball and other cities, but especially in Chicago, which is a yeah. huge, huge Italian town. So you Absolutely. picked out two guys in particular to talk about today, Ron Santo and Joe Pepitone. So let's talk a little bit about each of those and what really made them, you know, the superstars and kind of the legends that they became in baseball. Okay. Well, we, uh, we mentioned Ron Sano before and uh, he did eventually make the hall of fame. Uh, unfortunately he was inducted uh, after he had passed away. It would have been fantastic if uh, he had lived to see it, but you know, he is in the hall of fame and uh, you know, something uh, very unusual about Ron Sano uh, really at the age of 18, uh, it was discovered that he had uh, diabetes. And so, wow. you know, it, that was 1960. So at the time, you know, a, a player with a, a major illness like that, that just didn't happen. So for a lot yeah, of years, yeah. he actually had to cover it up. But, uh, you know, he did take insulin. He did uh, have to inject insulin every day. 
Uh, he'd always keep some candy bars on the bench in case uh, he was getting a little woozy. Yeah, you know, he'd eat a candy bar. And uh, there's one instance where he hadn't taken a shot that day and he was feeling really woozy during the game and he was at bat. And so basically when he was batting, he would see uh, three balls coming in. So <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he kind of aimed at the middle one and he hit a home run. Oh, wow, it. that's something. Barely got around the bases because uh, you know he was so sick and and gobbled down a candy bar once he once he got on the bench. But uh, the Cubs, you know, they built a great nucleus in the early '60s. They had Ron Sano, they had Billy Williams, uh, and it wasn't until Leo DeRocher took over the team in '66 that they really got good. You know, the the team really started to gel. And so at the beginning, uh, Ron Sano was a real big booster of uh, Leo DeRocher because he had been there during the lean years. And so he appreciated the fact that uh, DeRocher really lit a fire under these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sano had a great season in 69. The Cubs nearly won the pennant. Uh, Sano played in the all-star game that year. 70 uh, was a bit of an odd year for him because he actually didn't play too well for about half the season. And he was in DeRocher's doghouse a lot. And so you know, what happened was, you know, Sano went from uh, being Leo's biggest booster. And, you know, since he was Italian, Sano was outspoken. And so, you know, he was not shy about telling the media that uh, he wasn't too happy with DeRocher. And, uh, and again, players weren't really that outspoken back then. You know, right, right. He was kind of a little bit ahead of his time in that way. If you consider all the players and how outspoken they are today. He was definitely. And also, you know, Ron Sano was so emotional too. And again, you see that with the players these days, you know, high fives and, you know, tipping yeah, the caps yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, players back then, you know, kind of were more like, you know, Joe DiMaggio, you know, they, they tried to be very elegant, very businesslike. You know, right. Ron Sano was a guy who had his heart on his sleeve. And so in 69 in particular, he was known for jumping up and clicking his heels after a Cub victory. <laughs> just a really emotional That's really guy. good. And so what so, about Joe Pepitone? Tell us a little bit uh, about Joe Pepitone. Joe Joe Pepitone, you know, so he was one of those New York players. He played with the Yankees, and he wore out his welcome because, again, he was a, another guy who was kind of an anomaly in the 60s. He had the long hair when nobody else did, when the guys were still, you know, wearing crew cuts. Right, the, right. The bushy sideburns. And, uh, you know, Joe himself will tell you, you know, he was a partier. He liked to drink. He liked to go to bars. He liked to get in fights. He was kind of a playboy. And so he wore out his welcome with the Yankees, which were kind of a conservative organization. They traded him before the 1970 season to the Houston Astros, which, believe it or not, was an even more conservative organization. <laughs> so Joe Joe lasted about a half a year in Houston, and, and they didn't like him, and, and he didn't like them. And so at the end of July, the Cubs uh, – traded for uh, Joe Pepitone, and it was a match made in heaven. You know, the, the Cubs were kind of bopping along in second and third place, maybe about four or five games out. But, you know, Joe Pepitone really was the last piece that really made that team a contender. And so literally in his first two games, because uh, he joined the Cubs in uh, Cincinnati in late July, and they were playing a doubleheader, and Joe got the game-winning RBI in the first game. You know, he got a couple more hits in the second game. Cincinnati's close to Chicago, so Cub fans always traveled down there. He was getting, you know, these ovations in Cincinnati. And so he actually asked Ron Sano, what's going on here? And, you know, <laughs> Ron told him, that, you know, the, the fans come down to Cincinnati. They come to St. Louis. And and uh, Chicago fans just loved Joe Pepitone that year. 
And uh, it was a love affair that, that lasted, you know, all the years that uh, Joe was with the, with the Chicago Cubs. That's right. That was Joe. Uh, he, he's passed away now, yes? No, Joe is still alive. All uh, right. Ron, Ron has passed away. Joe, in recent years, uh, has helped out the Yankees as a coach. Sometimes he'll go to spring training. Sometimes he'll uh, coach the minor league guys. Joe is actually the guy who uh, taught Don Mattingly how to play first base. So No uh, kidding. Wow. Yeah, That's something, so, isn't it? So, uh, you know, Joe's a New Yorker, so he went back there. So he's had a little more connection with the Yankees. But he, actually, the best season he ever had was 1971 with the Chicago Cubs. And Joe said he really loved playing in Chicago. And, uh, you know, I was, I was here then, obviously. And, and let me tell you, the, the fans really loved Joe too. I'll bet. I'll bet. Now he has, he's, he's also in the Hall of Fame. Joe is not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but, uh, you know, he had a, he had a good career with the Yankees. He was, he was great with the Cubs, bopped around a little at the end, uh, played for Atlanta a little bit, played in Japan actually a little bit, which he didn't really like too much, but, uh, you know, Joe's not in the Hall of Fame, but, uh, you know, he's still around having his impact on the New York Yankees. Well, that's fantastic. I got to tell you, Bill, it's just great having you on the show. Someone uh, with your knowledge of baseball, the sport, and especially of the uh, of the team in Chicago there. So tell everybody how they can get a hold of your book, The Forgotten 1970 Chicago Cubs Go and Glow, because there's a lot more there on all the team, not just the Italian players, but all the players there. How can people get this? Okay, well, it's published by the History Press. You can go to their website. They're also called Arcadia Press, so you can go to the Arcadia website or just go to the website 1970chicagocubs.com, and there's a lot of information about Joe Pepitone, Ron Sano, and the entire team. All right. Now, you still go to the games to this day? Oh, I sure do. I went to I went to two games last year. Uh, you know, the, the Cubs were interesting last year. You know, they, they had a, a 12-game losing streak, and they uh, kind of got dumped a lot of players, which was unfortunate, including uh, Rizzo. Uh, you know, got rid of a yeah, yeah. Italian guy, unfortunately. But uh, back in 70, they had an 11-game losing streak, and they and they behaved the opposite way. They went out and got better players, including Joe Pepitone, and they got back in contention. So Cub fans are a little miffed this year uh, that they got rid of some of our favorite players. But, uh, you know, Cub fans are also loyal, so we'll be back again next year. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on our show. You've been listening to the author, William S. Bike, Bill Bike. Uh, and telling us about his book, The Forgotten 1970 Chicago Cubs, Go and Glow, with an emphasis on a couple of the great Italian players that played that year, Ron Santo and Joe Pepitone. Of course, I say Pepitone, because say his Italian <laughs> name, right? Uh, and you're listening to the Italian radio show on the ABC News and Talk radio network out of KMET, Palm Springs. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. 
Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Mamma mia, tutta bella pizza is fantastic. Joe Fugger, their owner, is here to tell us more. Yes, authentic pizza from Napoli with seven convenient locations across Puget Sound. Plus grab-and-go products at UFC Costco and Fred Meyer? That's right, Tony, absolutely, from our kitchen to yours. Take-and-bake pizzas, fresh grab-and-go salads, tiramisu, and just this week we've added two great new jarred sauces, rustic marinara and traditional bolognese. Learn more today at tutabella.com. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Our song of the week, Night and Day. Tony and the Goombas, the ABC Italian radio show band from KMET Palm Springs from their Sinatra pop album. Night and day, you are the one. Only you need the moon or under the sun. Whether near to me or far, no matter, darling. Where you are, I think of you Day and night, night and day Why is it so That this longing for you follows wherever I go In the roaring traffic's boom Silence of my lonely room, I think of you day and night. 
time to talk about our great events that we have coming up over the next 30 to 60 days. Uh, we have many other events way out on the horizon that we've mentioned in some of the earlier shows. We're going to really focus on just the main events that are going on in the Western United States, since we are technically the West Coast Italian radio show, although sometimes we will hit events in the other parts of the country, even in other areas of the world, if they're big enough. But typically speaking, we like just to focus on some of the major events uh, coming up here in the Western USA. Folks, if you have an event you would like to submit to our show, please do so. Uh, you can send it directly. Go to our website, wcir.biz, and there is a link there where you can send us an email. Send us an email. Tell us all about your event. If uh, it, it, you know If it's not big enough, for us to feature on our regular event calendar here live every week. We will at the very least get it on our event calendar on the website, which lists all the events going on throughout the Western USA, the little events, even the meetings just of your local Italian organization. So please do send us all your events, whatever their size is, and one way or the other we'll get some word out for you, whether it's on the website or here on the show. So first of all, uh, as we get into the month of February here, Marzia. Mm-hmm. 
February 26th and 27th is the Italian Festival of Arizona, taking place down in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm sure you can go online and find out more about that. March 5th is the Austin Italian Festival in Austin, Texas. Uh, Austin is a wonderful, wonderful town. I've spent some time there. i got some family who moved there from New York. Beautiful, beautiful place. If you're down in the area on March 5th, be sure to check out the Austin Italian Festival. March 13th and 14th, we have the Taste of Italy in Houston. Now, this sounds like a fun event. I guess what it is is um, it's the biggest Italian trade show in the United States where they bring in a lot of different goods and services and stuff that, you know, originated in Italy, and it's taking place down there in Houston, Texas. So if you're down in that area, please be sure to check it out. March 17th through 20th, in Las Vegas, Nevada, we have the San Gennaro Feast. I know they have different San Gennaro festivals around the country, but if you go to Las Vegas, they always put on a great, great show and a great festival down there, March 17th to 20th. And I know you can get great uh, tickets to get uh, airline tickets to get into Las Vegas uh, at a discount from different parts of the country. So it's well worth seeing. March 19th, here's one you'll like, Marcia, Albano. Albano live, his live tour of 2022. After two years of being away on account, of course, of COVID, he's returning to America with an Italian concert. He's doing concerts in in other places as well. But the one we know about out west here is going to be in Los Angeles at the Wilshire Ebel Theater on March 19th. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Albano is one of the most beloved and famous Italian singers of all time. March 19th, also uh, in Texas, in, is the Dickinson Little Italy Italian Festival of Galveston. Galveston, Texas, love that place. Got a lot of friends down there. If you're in that area, make sure you check it out. And last but not least, April 9th is the Dallas Italian Festival in Dallas, Texas, with all of our Italian friends down there. Now, you know, Marcy, I have to tell you, people, if they really want to have a little more Italian radio every week, what they need to go do is they need to go onto our website and they need to subscribe to our after hours show, Radio Italiano Lucerosa. Basically, it's the red light show, folks. It's where we tell you what we really think about things. Of course, you've got to be 18 years and over to subscribe, but you don't want to miss this show because we got great guests on there and we really get into our topics in a nitty gritty way uh, without mincing words, so to speak. Uh, whereas, you know, when we're on an FCC station like ABC here, we have to be careful with what we say. So uh, thank God for the Internet and podcast, because then you can get the true Italian treatment of people expressing themselves vividly. Check, check that out at your first convenience. Our new website is up, so go to WCIR.biz, where you can check out our after-hours show. You can also get our regular show here, which is on our podcast. When we're done with this show, it goes right up into our archives. And we have podcasts there of all of our shows from the last seven years. I think we had about 700 hours worth of shows there. Great, great guests. Uh, and just share them with your friends, share them with your family all over the place. We also have the first international Italian business directory up there on our um, website, and we're adding more and more businesses all the time. Our goal is here within the next couple of years, no matter where you are on the planet, 
You can go to our website at WCIR.biz, and you can find an Italian business, whatever you're looking for, in your you know local area right there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Marcia Caputo, do you have anything to add to any of this? Nothing. You're great, and honestly, they sound all good as festival. So... Well, we always have a great time with uh, on the show together. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, we'll be back next week with a brand new show with the Italian radio show, KMET Palm Springs, for the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. A salute. Ciao. While rain is falling, I cry with you. Shut